We are the champions. I had to you say it. You are a dumbass. Don't know. But I still had to say it. I didn't give a shit. We the champions. Yo, shout out to the Raptors. I am LIP. This is the dad report. That's my that's my brethren. Friendly neighbor your friendly neighborhood group dog. Hey, it's your boy Rohan, Mr. Remarkable on it. And Chezza. And today we got a more of a loose format today because we don't have a full team, so we're missing our boy Jerry Gonzalez. So we decided. That's us. That's us. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> we decided. So we decided today we're gonna do more of a loose form subject matter today. <laughs> Switch up the starting lineup. Just yeah, like just a little bit. <laughs> we're, gonna we're gonna introduce uh, you know one of our uh, current starters on there, but he's a. Uh, He's not a father, but he is about to become a father. So about to well pause. Well, pause, not pause, but in the future, future. But yes, you know what? I play the role of you know Uncle Row enough with the squad to be like, hey, father in training, okay? Yeah. So get let's that get it straight. Get that clear. Oh, <laughs> uh, for the first, Mary says hello. Oh. Hey, Mary. Hey, Mary. How are you doing? Thank you for thank you for watching. So today we're gonna go through a couple of loose subjects, uh, topics. The first one, if you guys want to, we're gonna attach to this uh, this Trump thing where he had children. Politics, just straight up. Yeah, just get it out <laughs> the way. Like I mean, he had them. He had kids locked up, basically in cages. So I want to know what y'all think about this. And as fathers, what I know we can't do anything about it, but at least we can bring awareness to it. So I just want to know what's your opinion on it. I said, anyway. let Chizzy get on this first. I think we went depth in this shit. Uh, man. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think about Trump or what the fuck he does because I feel it's only for TV. <laughs> so, all the bullshit already, what he did with the kids, it's like, it's kind of expected. Like, fuckery is expected with Donald Trump. Yeah. Like, he's leaving these kids there. These kids are getting touched by fucking workers. He's, what's it called? They're getting touched by workers. They're fucking dying of starvation. They're not seeing shit. They're separated from their parents. And the parents can't do shit. Like, it's the government. Like, we're fucked. And let's pause for a second because everybody else doesn't seem to realize that Obama, the Obama administration had the same things attached. But the difference is that, from what I understand, they weren't, like, mass incarcerating a whole no, group of people rolling through anything. It was, it was just if you got caught at the border and there was nowhere for you to be housed, they put you in these encampments. And it weren't like they separated parents from, from kids and shit like that. From my understanding, they were pretty much group campments Yeah. for the whole family. Mm, yes and no. Okay. So... Okay. so what I've, because I've been digging in this shit from day one. <laughs> digging in this shit. Let's pause on that one for a second. I didn't pause on that one. Did you think about it? What they're going through, they're literally living like shit. But I'm going to get to that in a second. Because mm. back to the Obama part, okay? Yeah, Obama had these camps, okay? Mm. But these camps were, were built in a different way. It was more for minors. Mm. They came across the border on their own, no parent, no guardian, no nothing. Right. Okay, just to house them till they either got their citizenship or got shipped back to back to the border. Okay, uh -huh. that was the thing with Obama. Now what Donald Trump did, which I wanted like before I get charged for mm. being the. Uh, don't, too don't say nothing. So he can't charge you. He needs to cross that border. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Nah. He might one day. Bring a fucking Blackhawks just for my black ass. Um, <laughs> so, he took it not just one level, two levels. He took it to a brand new level. When I say dating shit, these women, and I talk about women, okay? Your mom, your auntie, your grandmother. 
okay? Telling them, if you're thirsty, you want water? Drink out the toilet. Oh, you want a mattress? Here's a, here's a, a, a foil sheet. Sleep on that. What the f- Okay, and then top of that, you got the kids living like that. And now, the shit is piled, like, literally, the shit has piled up to a point where they're getting brand new diseases where even the guards mm. who are molesting and touching these little little girls and are boys. getting sick, too. And boys. That's, and and boys. boys. And they, on that part, that that's God working karma. But at the same time, they got to suffer. Bro. The way you got to think about it this way is government, every single time they do something, there's always a collateral, what I like to call a, a, a collapse floor. There's always somebody who's going to take the blame for something, and it's not going to be them. They always put themselves in a position to be blameless. Like, that's what I've noticed about Trump. He operates in a, basically, a blameless stature. Like, he'll get his man, Matterfort, to take a loop. He'll, take, he'll get everybody else to take the fall for something because he never puts his hands on something. These well, are policies that are designed to make sure that he, he doesn't have his hands on. Well, that's how government works in most cases, right? You have, like, that's why you have your constituents and you have your party, right? Because at the end of the day, it's just like a company. Unless the company does something wrong, mm -hmm. this, the CEO's not going to take a lick, right? It's going to take something huge. That's why all these impeachments and all these things are going, going after over. Trump specifically and opposed to going over the American government. Because, like, if you take in context, not condoning his behavior, but... He's trying to address certain things. Mm -hmm. There, it's obvious that the American government and the American country as a, as a whole is having problems with immigration and people management mm -hmm. and being able to support people with the infrastructure. So it is an issue. How he's going about it is just a hyper aggressive way to say, "Listen, I'm gonna make uh, like a spectacle out of you. I'm mm -hmm. gonna make sure that the world knows that hey, I'm not gonna play with anything. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna control our population, but still mm -hmm. welcome a whole bunch mm -hmm. of people, right? Because it's problematic. Like, look at the flip side. When we uh, invited a bunch of uh, refugees into Canada, mm -hmm. very Canadian of us. We were happy to do it, mm -hmm. but our infrastructure is being compromised because we had such a huge influx of people and. What are we doing with them now? But I would right? say to the math. But I would say to the math of this: the only reason why Canada as a whole takes in large groups of populations mm -hmm. is because we don't, as a society, have enough people, like breeding here. That's right, literally right, it. Right, right, right. We yeah. have to take in a hundred right, or four hundred or eight. Like Canada is such a big landmass that literally we only operate within twenty five percent of the entire area. And that's the push, and we don't want to divide. You know what I mean? No. Well, I'm, families, I'm just saying right? as We're the headache. Families but what I'm saying like is that. the headache that we in this country is like. I have to say this plainly and simply: I wasn't born here. I'm probably the I don't know. The rest of y'all may have been born, born here. Born, you were born yeah. here. Born. I'm the only immigrant here. Yeah. And I can say this factually because it's a system I had to go through when I got here as a my mom watching my mom struggle because they wouldn't allow her to have a job. They literally told her, you don't have enough Canadian experience. This is a woman who literally was running the airport for the entire Jamaica National Association, literally from top to bottom, ratified their entire, uh, their entire system from paper to electronics, her and her eight staff. So they were going to tell that lady she wasn't qualified to work at a Best Buy. Sounds like the... the, the you, you, you see what I'm saying? Go to the moon, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Some <laughs> retarded shit. Like, she had to take a... She had to literally work and fall... Like, these are the things that I know. Like, I had to watch my mom volunteer for two years straight mm -hmm. to get enough Canadian experience to actually qualify for a but, shitty job. So, sorry, so, sorry. Uh, Katie says, frontline slash... Frontline workers slash gatekeepers 
and there's a lack of proper integration. This is right. quite true. Very true. This is quite Fact. true. Facts. Fact. Thank you very much for your comment. That was right. a, it's just it's gone down to a point where I'm an immigrant, like so I understand dynamics a little bit differently. Where I understand that people don't come here and suck up the system. Right. Ninety percent of the people who are immigrants come here make the system better. They actually put so much work in. They work the crappiest jobs that are available. They don't do the things nobody wants to do. So they make the entire infrastructure move. Right. And that's and, it. And, and, that's that's, the, and, and ultimately going through. So like back to our key points. The, the camps, they're appalling. How they're dealing with the situation is disgusting. And it's just a reflection how nothing against Americans. Happy <laughs> Fourth of July. Enjoy Facts, your holiday. With that being said, you know your economy is compromised because you had a huge influx of immigrants. Mm -hmm. You dealt with that. Now you're in a situation where you're like, oh, shit. You know, we'd love to have that people come in. But our infrastructure is so messed up that we need to put pause on it. Yeah. But you have the people still coming in. It's like you're trying to turn off that tap. But, but they can't. it's spraying all over the place. And that's why the situation is getting out of control. If there was a more ideal, humane element, mm -hmm. that's what it is. And it's kind of that battle because... I get, I get the yeah. battle part, but the thing I don't get is, is that you can't tell these people after you detain them. You, okay, you want to build these camps, build the camps. Right. Okay? You can't tell these people, sleep on the floor. You can't tell these people, you can't brush your teeth when you give me a toothbrush right. or a toothpaste. You, you, you drink out of the fucking toilet? That was the part that, like, this week when I heard that, I literally fucking snapped. I wanted to throw my phone out the damn truck. <laughs> oh, no, it's disgusting. It's but disgusting. the thing is, you guys got to realize is that the mandate for these programs aren't built by the government. When they get to these places, it's corporate interest that takes over. Yeah. Right. So that's half the problem. And you don't have a group of people who are fathers, mothers, and but they're shut off that part of their brain. They're detainees now. That is a that is a useless like the right. way the construct of the government, like the American government, treats these people is that you are no longer a human being once you cross that border. But now. they have to. So there's just they have to, now that they're, they're But then they have them. to take away that. They have to desensitize them. They have to turn them into something else in order to justify the behavior because. This morning when I was going to work, I heard how much Trump is spending on his little celebration parade. Oh, yeah, the that tanks and all that shit stuff. Yeah. If that was a conversation to say, hey, we're willing to undergo an overhaul for our, our country and say, we're going to entertain immigrants because of the fact that we need you. That's how it we were built and all that stuff. Yeah. We're going to take a pause. Give us a minute. This is our plan. Mm -hmm. This wouldn't happen. Yeah. Right? And it's this constant battle of... The government trying to say we're trying to get control. Again, I'm putting words in his mouth. He probably is not even thinking that. He's probably going to tweet and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch Make the Twitter news. files. Watch Aguin the Twitter files. understands me. Hashtag, they get it. Thanks, Canada. <laughs> like, so, um, uh, but <laughs> it's one of those not things so where it's just like, if they had an opportunity to slow it down enough mm. and take proper control, we wouldn't be there. But it's this battle of saying, how are we going to make them look like they're not human versus, remember that father-daughter duel that drowned. drowned yeah that's sad but dog you got to think about it this way that was already happening before we started paying attention to it now right there were countless people in like all right there's a story that i read which a buddy of mine in america is the one who posted because he lives on that nevada like that desert side yeah. of the border and literally there's a group of farmers going around shooting them yeah. Like literally, they were crossing yeah, the borders militia. in the middle of the night, and because they were on their pro on on their surrounding property, like this is not new. Right. What we're we are hypersensitive to it now because of Trump. 
What I'm saying to you guys is that the dynamics of how these people operate in a government fashion is not to treat people like they're human. Whether Trump is in right. office, whether it's Obama in office, whether it's anybody, the difference of degrees may be, like, maybe they had toilet paper before. Maybe they had uh, uh, running water before. But those people were probably still being treated like shit, probably still getting molested, probably still getting all the other shit that was in measure before. We just became hypersensitive to it because of the person who is in office. That's half my problem with this entire thing is that yes he's putting a light on this whole entire thing but that light was already being shined from time right. it's not we're giving trump far too much credit for something that he's not even doing anything about he's just living in there let you guys argue amongst yourselves and then i will then take the glory for whatever works afterwards you tell me one policy in any way that he's going to take blame for if this he's goes right, and that's my point. If it goes right, he's Man, not going to take any right. If it goes, that's what I'm saying. If it goes, right, goes right, he's going to take all the credit. So Katie says exactly, it's a broken system. Government needs to ask the public with lived, like lived-in experience, to tell them their needs and necessities. Uh, they need the panels to have li lived-in experiences sit with them. And how can how can privileged people know the needs they are guessing? Facts. Yeah. Well, that's the okay. truth. So, Zeus, bring this right back knowing that this is going on in the government, how does it affect you as a father? It always have. Because now that I'm a dad, it makes it worse. I'm even more hyper, like, yeah. on everything. Because, like, it got to a point now where if I travel, right, I got a mixed kid. I've read stories where people are traveling in airports and they don't believe that that's the father. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that kind of shit makes me completely hypersensitive and aware because I operate different now. Mm -hmm. Now that I have my son, I got to make sure I have his births. Like, I, I'm terrified to make sure my girl always has all this paperwork with him. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not stressing about it, but she always takes care of that kind of stuff. Right. But it always on the back of my brain, bro. Like, I could be in a car traveling in my car one day and then have an officer come tell me that that's not my kid. That's true. Right. That's just facts. In the, I mean, I'm not saying that happens in Canada, but like in the global, you know what I'm saying? The global, no, like the global yeah. community, that's the way we live now. And I think we I live think, in that kind of climate, bro. I think it affects people as well because it's just like, you know, we're creating a scenario where people are becoming a little bit more introverted. They're like, I need to protect my own more mm -hmm. now, right? Because of the fact that this is the way the world moves. I can't, okay. I can't rely on my. You as a non father, right? Looking forward to see. You're gonna have kids within this world, right? So, like, I'm concerned. You. I'm concerned because it's just like that's the world they're gonna have to live into. Like, you know, you know, as much as I like new technology, I'm up with this. I like the fact that we can reach each other better. I miss the old days of communal, you yeah. know, upbringing. Done. You know, no, it's not. Able. No, bro. Not I can show you positions where that's not completely finished. It's not finished, but it's not as you know um, readily available. Like. Come on, we used to be governed by our neighbors and Facts. like the street lights and stuff like that. We can't work like that anymore. We don't have the luxury of operating with that. We're seeing how the world is kind of being, you know, decomposed in this like, you know, yes, it's a beautiful place, but at the same time, there's more evil. But like, I think you just touched on something that was the entire construct of why we are living this way. Right. There is less community. Like, right. if you think about it, I grew up next to this guy. Yeah. This guy's mom wouldn't let me in the house, literally, until I verified what neighborhood I was from, who did I know, blah, blah, blah. Like, she went down a list, mm -hmm. fam. Like, then we became, like, me and him became friends to the point where everybody I know 
goes to this guy's house. Yeah. Right. It got to that point. Like she became literally the matriarch of our neighborhood, taking care of every kid on the block now because she could trust one of them. Yeah. When she came, she came to Brampton here, he'll tell you, bro. She didn't trust none of us. She don't trust anybody rarely now, but she's still the she's still running the breakfast program. That's what I'm saying. Like, like your mom was the matron saint of at, our neighborhood, at least bro. At that some still point, happens right trust now. Trust could still be earned. Right. You can do something. You can have somebody either vent for you, or you can do something to present a certain degree of trust. You were judged um, based off of your merit at that time. Now it's just like again, people are being dehumanized. Facts. You know, we're fighting for validation almost everything. So, sorry to say this, but it's always happened that way. Like we can replay history. The oh, Germans yeah. did that. Like, well, yeah, we don't even right. have to, like, that's how they sold the entire infrastructure on destroying the Jews, bro, was that they weren't human. It's the same yeah, yeah. cockroach phenomenon that is playing out now. So, like, yeah. it's history repeating itself. That's what I'm saying. It's not just Trump. It's the same insidious system that we live in, replaying it in a new form. We've seen all of this before. We've seen them destroy families and go after communities. Yeah. But when does <laughs> it stop? It doesn't, because it's up to us to make it stop. Okay. So if it doesn't stop... Have you guys ever, or in, do you ever, because you guys already have kids, you don't. Yeah. You guys ever have that, ever had that thought, have that thought that I don't want to raise kids in this, in this society. Oh, yet. yeah. Oh, yeah, all the That's time. That's why I didn't have kids <laughs> for the time, longest time. All the time, bro, for the longest That's time. That's exactly the reason why I didn't have kids for the longest time. Because, yeah, you think back in the day, there was a lot of hmm. freaking conspiracy theories. Facts. Oh, like 2K. 2K. Oh, dude. <laughs> we, I, we grew up in the era of conspiracy, oh bro. I was like, I'm not having a kid in this world. One, I'm greedy and I'm selfish, so why spend money on toys when I can spend on toys on me? Mm. <laughs> no, 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 that's a good way of thinking about it. Straight, straight though. Keep your two, pockets right. Two, I have a kid and then say that the end of the world's coming. Right. That's gonna... I'll die before the freaking meteor hits the damn planet. What are you talking about? Mm. Like, I was always paranoid about that in the beginning but i think after i got older i got what women got in that 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 clock <laughs> i need to have a kid i need to have a kid now sure especially when my brother was on kid number two and this is my little brother <laughs> forget that bro when chrome was on number two before all of us even had a child we should have already knew what was popping like i'm in my 30s like my brother's got a kid, he's younger than me. What the hell am I doing with life? <laughs> so it's because your brother had kids, you wanted kids. That gave me the urge to have kids. To have it, to get over that hump. Okay. But that was a very long urge, like five, six girlfriends urge. <laughs> but I still didn't have kids. None of them breed up, I hope not. <laughs> oh, no. You already know. So for you, do you have that idea? You said, yeah. Somewhat, I don't know. No, I want to have kids, yeah. right? I feel that with... So you don't have that fear of bringing it into this society? I'm concerned. I'm not fear because, like, again, I have a strong network of brothers that, you know what, will help me, you know, set me straight and da-da-da. And I'm glad that, you know, like, they're setting the way for me. So, like, they'll have someone to grow up with. Because you always want that companion. You always right. want somebody to vent with. You always want somebody to step with. Mm -hmm. And I feel that, like, you know, that's one of the things that kids lack. Again, because they're connected yeah. in Community. so many ways, they don't have that core foundation. To say, hey, I grew up with this person. I blood, sweat, tears, struggles, everything. You can relate and see how it goes, and people can keep you in check, right? So, you know, there's a lot of things that come to mind when it comes to that decision-making process. What's happening in the politics and stuff like that? 
it's just a different version of the same yeah, the same beast, right? bro. and you know it, it it reminds us that you know like i hope that when i have a young sir or a young queen that i will show them what needs to be done in order to walk the right path but at the same token be able to you know smell bullshit mm. circumvent challenges be able to look at the world objectively and say you know what you know i'm a, it, it's not just about me i'm a part of it in some capacity what can i do what can i do to make it better even if it's in my immediate community or proximity like that's the great fight and i hope that a lot of people who are seeing what's happening in the news and the politics in their community will take a moment to say hey you know what like I have to contribute to the ideal. I have to contribute to the better version. I can't just pull away and just be like, it's not me. It's not my problem. And I'm, I'm not touched with this because everyone's impacted, right. right? That person who's in, in, a, uh, in, in like a camp right now, like their kid could be the cure for cancer, Facts. right? Jeez. So if we're slowing them down, we're slowing the development of the next generation and we're creating this disconnect where we're saying, oh, we're just going to worry about our own and we're not helping society. Can I just, you know, like let the aliens come down and just be like, yo, reset. Re we gave you a chance. Us. You guys keep screwing up. You keep pulling away from each other. We gave you computers. We gave you this. This is the reason why you don't have flying cars. This <laughs> is the reason why yeah. you guys can't Facts. calibrate, teleport, all that shit. Star Trek is real. Parallel universe. You know, like, all these Love things is an opportunity for us to say, yeah, you know, let's just try tank. So. Well, the thing is, I'd like to add and touch on that to some degree that we live in this hypersensitive community where we think technology is the aid or the end to community. Not seeming to realize that all things were like the aid to end community. Like, do you remember what, like, my grandfather used to, or like, like my great my, my grandfather used to like tell me stories about like when they were sitting there and I like listened to the radio for the first time mm. like like stuff like that was life changing when it was technology being integrated too and people thought like they sat rather than talking now they sat around the radio talk, like not talking at all right. like you know what I mean the dynamic always changes it's the same thing it's about family and community I became more of a communal person in my own family now not because of loss like I lost so many people close to me and close in my family that it literally made me start dragging everybody in. Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't know who you are, but your family to me, now I need to know who you. Like I'm so stuck now on wanting to know who my cousins are. Like I got one of the largest last names on dear God on the planet. Like <laughs> Coley's big You have no idea. But other than that, like I've because of that same thing now, I'm on like if you check my Facebook page, I got thousands not friends to me but like if i were to tap into a, a network on certain networks like i got the coley nation coley asked uh the the the, the, the coley writers like there's so many different groups that we have on thing like literally if i were to tap my page and realize how many family i have outside of just the community now it's crazy but i'd have never done that if if i lost so many people so like to touch on this whole thing that to like go back to what I'm saying about this whole Trump thing is the problem is we as a, we don't view these people as our community. And what I mean by saying this is that we're all community of immigrants. Well, Every single person who came yeah. to this that, north that, side of the border is a, out, is, right? is, is a goddamn immigrant. And that's what bothers me because we're all like we, we are all a community of immigrants. We came here with one objective goal in mind to make our lives better. We didn't come here to fuck up the system. We didn't come here to destroy nothing. Like he, like he said, the cure for everything could come from that next group of immigrants. Because no. you want to know why I say that? Like there's a uh, Indian um, 
statistic, uh, statistic analyst that sh uh, he was putting out this paper that says 70%, and it was a huge number, but he said 70% of the innovation that comes from this country and from North America as a whole comes from immigrants. Hmm. He says because they come with the ideas from their old countries, they come with no resources, but to use the capital resources that are here. So they build Fortune 500 companies, they build all of these major things, like my boss is, a, is an Indian national and he's one of the richest men on the planet. He created, assist, like literally my company from nothing. Hmm. And he's an Indian, like he didn't, he's one of the largest, biggest, uh, like he's not really known, but he's one of the biggest financial stockholders of like all throughout Canada. And he's an immigrant. He didn't, like, all of, all of those people didn't just come here with the, you know what I mean, with the, this yeah. idea in there, oh, I'm going to fuck up the country. No, they come here with the idea that I'm going to make whatever I came here with better. Well, not all of them. Not all of them, <laughs> but, we're, no, no, but, but what I'm saying to you, but what I'm saying to you is the larger number of people is easy to see. You look at Chinatowns, you look at every single large stocking community, all of those people came from somewhere else and created and made this area bigger. Look at Brampton. If it was not for the Indians, we would still be smoking in the mall, bro. Yeah. Like, let's be real. Do you remember? Do you guys remember Gramley Mall back in the day? Yeah. It was a piece of crap. The oh, Indians showed up and brought their money, bro, and everything skyrocketed. And everybody's gonna tell me, oh, it's bad that we have the because the property values went up, and now you make more money for your house. Really? Everybody's gonna that's complain about that. Really? <laughs> right. Really. No, no, that's if they had bought a house, but yeah. I'm just saying, in general, when the immigrants come, bro, they bring everything with them. I'm not talking about just the I'm talking about any immigrant group. So how does that work as a dad? How does that affect you? It makes it to the point where I have to be like, uh, do you worry about your kid intermingling with the immigrant no. kids? Do you no, because I was one of them. Worry about them using the influences from their countries onto your kids? No, no, no. One reason why I don't is because I'm, I'm a firm believer that your home is the representation of who your child's going to be. Okay. If you are a stand-up person, just like my mom was, I had all the influences of, like, I didn't, I didn't do drugs, bro. I didn't do any of this shit because my mom and my uncles and my family were such straightforward people. They set an example for me. So when I got here, having all, like, seeing people do rails on counters for the first time and doing all, it didn't affect me. Mm. I'm one of the only people my friends can flat out tell you. They can go to a rave, have fun for three days with a bunch of people on drugs, and not take a fucking drug. Hmm. Why? Not because the only one. no, no, I'm just, no. But I'm saying I'm one, no one of the like one of the few people who can do that. Why? Because I don't get influenced by other people's time. Like their hmm. fun time is not my fun time, bro. Right. Like that's what I learned early, and that came from my immigrant mother drilling that in my head. It's about who your household is. I am everything because of that woman, bro. Like I'm not the I'm not the straightforward talking trying to get everything done person without that lady giving me every example on how to navigate this. She went through everything. Like I said, she worked two crappy jobs for a year. I, wa I watched her wake up in the morning every day, check my homework at 6 a.m. in the morning. Hey, 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 this is not right. So what if your child is a minority in class? As in, because I, I learned that in Brampton. So mm -hmm. I'm from Sudbury. I was actually a minority because my whole class was white. Yeah. Facts. I never learned living in Toronto. You guys don't even know that. Mm -hmm. Oh so, yeah, I do. yeah, that's true. No, no, we know, so we know, we understand that. With your kids, now they're actually living in Brampton. They're going to be a minority in any mm -hmm. class they go to, well, any school they go. to. I'm going to teach them the I, same I, way I was navigating. So. Well, to be real with you, I was living in Brampton from the '80s. Okay. Okay. Now, it, I wish my mother was here or my dad. <laughs> okay, because Brampton '80, we'll say '84, '85. 
the only thing you're finding in Brampton at the time were Italians, Portuguese, Facts. Yep. and the occasional East Indian person. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, the occasional. Okay. I was the only black kid in my class. I'm talking about going to three different schools yep. in Same Brampton. Even only child, black man. kid. Okay. Until okay. like grade eight. That's when everything was. I was like, okay, I had a friend, I had a black friend. Me and him were cool. And then I went to high school. And then I went to St. Augustine for a year, and then I was like, wow, <coughs> there's more than one black person here. There's like 15 of them. Mm-hmm. Wow. I had, I had the same realization because I went to Forest Hills. And then here's the baseball back to the back of the head. <laughs> Pushed off the top of the, uh, off the bunky bar. Oh, yeah. Right into oh, right yeah. the disturbance. Just, on, just, just kick him in the fucking pit. <laughs> mm-hmm. so. yeah, 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 they did that to me too. Yep. He'll live. Sink or swim, nigga. <laughs> Facts. My parents got divorced. My mother moved us. She, she tried her best. I give her that. She tried her best to keep us in Brampton. Okay. But she got hard. We moved with my aunt in Rexdale. Then I went to school. I'm like, nigga. What's that? This is really real high. a black girl in this school. Like, what the hell? Okay. I was culture shocked, and I'm in my own culture. Yeah. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is new. It, it, it was so new when I heard the word bait. Stop beating up the sea and like, who's fishing? <laughs> hey bro, you know what my favorite moment is? And Russell Peters is the one who touched on it. Somebody said that somebody was being racist. The first time I had no idea in my entire life what a racist was. I'm being flat out because in Jamaica we have white yeah, people, yeah, yeah. we have everybody. So for when we say something and we call you about your name, fam, like the Chinese guy is Mr. Chin. The fat guy is... Fatty, we call you. No, oh, fam, we do like not Jamaican call you. Nickname? Jamaicans yeah. are straightforward. It's what you look like. Yeah, if you, are, if you have a bullet. You know why Elephant Man's name is Elephant Man? Because he's so ugly. That's, the <laughs> That's why they call you him Elephant Man. You ever see the, the, the artist Hawkeye? Yeah. yeah. You see one eye goes this way and one eye goes this way? Yeah. yeah. That's why they call him Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Like, like Jamaicans are the most like, literal people has a on the planet. Spoonhead? Just because his head shaped like a spoon. It's not because we had some random situation. His name is Wunny. Yo, he's got one, one eye, one, one nut, eye, one, one something. something. Yo, you don't know, <laughs> bro. So Jamaicans don't play <laughs> with their nicknames. They're the most straight. And when at the end, they'll tell you. I mean, that's not that's that's love. love. It's love. That's how you look. Bro, that's how you look. <laughs> this is one of the reasons why if 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 mans were in more control, people wouldn't be so hypersensitive because Fact. you'd grow up being like, yo, that's your nickname yeah, you because of who it's you like, are yeah, or bro. what you did or what happened. But you realize you, everybody has one. one. Everybody, Everybody has a nickname. Not this whole thing where you feel entitled and stuff like that. You live by your nickname and you go and you die by your nickname and you'll rep by Bro, your you nickname. fight so. niggas now because if they call you out your nickname now. Right. What do you mean? Sure yo, about. Spoonhead, yo. Oh, yeah, Tabo, you're not calling me Spoonhead, my job. I'm a and I'm calling me Spoonhead. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you tell, you tell people out their nickname for, for once. What? Sorry. Um, school wise, you've experienced both? No, here's the thing. I came up, compl- I came up the same but different. Because I came from Jamaica where everything was kind of integrated. Like, I went to school with nothing but black people. Yeah. But then at the same time, we had like six or five white people, a couple of Indians, a couple of this, a couple of this, a couple of Chinese people. We had everything. Yeah. Then I came to Canada, and that's when the culture shock was. It's because I only saw white people. Yeah. I didn't see. The first six years we were here, fam, I didn't think black people lived here. Okay. Like, yeah. literally. No, because, fam, I went to a school called Forest Hills, where it's one of the richest, like, richest areas in, in all of uh, northern Toronto. And literally, it's white Jewish kids 
everywhere. Yeah. There's not one, like literally, I, it was weird. There was three black kids who went to my whole school. And if you go to the graduating wall right now, there's probably only five or six of us. Mm. So well, then. Not including Drake. Well, no, no, Drake didn't go to Four Stealths. I'm joking. <laughs> and you, you experienced both? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Like, I grew up just like Droops, you know, like Brampton, born and raised since like 83, bro. Um, so yeah, I went through that. Like, all my pictures are usually one of it. And then, like, I took advanced courses. Right, so, right. higher level next thing, mm-hmm. like, you know, it was one of the only ones. And, like, it, it, you know, when you're growing up, you didn't really notice those things. Like, if you roll back a clock and, you know, some, some people that I grew up with, yo, if I find you, I'm going to thump you. <laughs> <laughs> you already know. Like, you, you don't really understand that thing, right? Because it's just like, you, you, you just take it as a joke. You just take it as a thing, right? But, yeah, it wasn't until, like, high school and then you know, uh, college, university, where you're being exposed to a bigger plethora of people and being like, hey, there's others, where it's kind of like, hey, you recognize, like, the, the disconnect and how, you know, you could be conce- conceived as another, mm-hmm. not just, like, a novelty, but... Yeah. Well, that's a- so, with all those experiences, which would you prefer for your kids? I mean, I think it's it's appropriate because then, you know, with that upbringing, you, you learn that, hey, you know what, you're going to have to be prepared to deal with that. Mm. Some people are going to look at you for, uh, you know, for face value. And it sucks because it's like, you know, the things that we struggle with being, you know, black and stuff like that, like the black tax and this, and you have to act a certain way and be a certain way and be proper and all that sort of stuff. And you kind of lose yourself in the mix. But, you know being able to kind of recognize that and bring that to my kids and being like hey there is a world you know you can embrace your culture you can embrace your people you can associate with it but just be prepared the fact that you're going to be in environments where um it's just you right here's the thing i'm going to prepare to weigh through that and be like you know you may be inclined to work twice as hard but you're going to be better for it well here's the thing here's one thing i'm going to impart to my son because i went through all of this learn how to become a chameleon well, no, he's, he's actually no, 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 no. It's not even that. No, that's not even what I'm talking about. Though. What I mean by that is, is learn to be in a white circle and learn to act like white people. Learn to be in a black circle, learn to act like black people. Learn to be in a Chinese circle and learn to adapt to their culture. Like me, the one reason why I was so survivable here was because I grew up in an area where all of those people already existed. So for me, learning their culture was, I already knew it. Like everybody in Jamaica is Jamaican. There is no. Like, we have that now. We have that colorism problem now in Jamaica. I was just starting to see it come through more and more and more now. It's been a minute. Actually. Yeah, it's been a minute, but I mean, I'm just starting to notice it more and more in the condition of, like, people's conversations in Jamaica. Mm. Like, before, it wasn't a conscious effort to think about it, but now they're really more thinking about, like, the color of the people who are in the... Like, how many Chinese people are there and all of this other BS, but that's not a conversation. But what I'm saying is, I grew up navigating around different cultures when I was a kid. Like, one, the guy who ran the sweetie shop up the street from where I grew up was a Chinaman. And Mr. Chin got robbed two times, and I can remember the story clearly. Yo, I used to come to the man every day and buy my sweeties, my, um, my cheese sticks, and, uh, and, and, uh, and my banana chips from this man every day. And one day, I just realized that the back shop was bust out, the windows are open. So, you know, Mr. Chin goes, even go, Andrew, come, come, come. We, I give you what you need. Don't worry. Front closed, but you get what you need. So I, I'm leaving him and I said, wait, Mr. Chin, what happened? He goes, some pussy come my store, they rob whole store. He's like, but I got something for their ass next time. Boom, big ass fucking 45 on the counter. Mm. And it wasn't the fact, like the reason why I tell you the story is just, Mr. Chin wasn't 
worried about who black robbed him, wasn't worried any. You didn't hear what I said to him. He just said, some motherfucker just robbed me. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't thinking about any color. He wasn't thinking about like, I've come here and noticed people will point out colors when they see some things. Right. It doesn't matter who that group was. That yeah. motherfucker robbed you, fam. Mm -hmm. So that was the lesson I took in that when I grew up. But th that's the thing, right? Like, you know, to ultimately deal with that is to encourage that conversation. To be like, hey, know who you are, but be prepared and willing to embrace other cultures, other people, other ideas, other, um, you know, views. Because you know when when you're working for you just yourself or your color it creates that dichotomy right mm -hmm. you can't have that conversation that supersedes and says hey i can relate this to this person because of the fact that we went through the same struggles it's, it's like you know like when you see a white dude and he's just like yo i rep for my team right it's kind of like yeah okay fine you're white whatever but you know what if you grew up in the same stuff it means a little bit more mm -hmm. right and whether or not it was circumstantial or he was willing to actually you know embrace the culture not no cultural appropriation bullshit Bruh, then, some white dudes who ride yeah. harder for and some white boys yeah. that ride harder from for, for nigga culture than niggas do bro thing, right like a real talk and that's the thing if, if that conversation was encouraged a little bit more the the subsect of racism would be diminished i tell people that all the time racism right? don't exist you want to like, know why i say racism don't exist because chinese people already proved that we all the same color underneath bro they already got rid of that. The only reason why we talk about this is it has nothing to do with racism. You know what really exists is money. The problem is people like to placate people into subject into subsects when it comes to money. We like to go, oh, you broke black or you broke this or you even black people do that shit. Yeah. Everybody does that shit. We subsect people into communities based on what their economics are and not who they are. And that's all it. we do here. You're looking at it in a Canadian standpoint. I know, right? <laughs> straight, straight. You're looking at it in a Canadian standpoint. And the only reason why I'm saying this is that, yeah, you're right. There are white people that look at you as like, this Negro's broke. But meanwhile... In the back at the ranch, she's got a freaking two, three, two, three million bank account. Mm. Not giving a not fuck. giving a flying fuck about nothing. Okay, but it goes deeper than that. Racism goes deeper than that, brother. No, no, okay? I understand. Because I'm not. I'm saying it doesn't dad, exist as a tone. No, as a tone, yeah, but it goes deeper than that. It's deeper than rap because you got my dad, and this is the reason why I know, like. Remember, I said, Branton, eighties, Italian, Portuguese. Mm. Okay. Some Newfies, some Indians, that was pretty much it. Okay? I got called a, Negro, a, a nigger. The only reason, and, and I, at the time, I, I was with my cousin too. At the time, I was like eight years old. Now, did I ever heard the word nigger before? I heard it from my dad. And my dad always told me, you ever heard somebody call you that? Punch him right in his face. Okay? I, at eight years old, did not know what the word nigger means. He didn't explain mm -hmm. it to me. Okay? Mm -hmm. He told me that because when he came here to this country as an immigrant, they sent they sent him up to Orangeville. They gave my grandfather a contract and a, a grant, I believe. Mm. Okay, he had a nice big house in Orangeville. Only black family living there, and I say nice big house like I drove past the house. The house a mansion. Mm. They gave him enough money to work. They, they brought him here from Dominica to work. Okay. When he got here, nice house, living the life, they had to move. Why they had to move? Because my dad's getting bullied and beat up. My uncle's getting beat up and bullied, beat up. My aunt gets thrown down the stairs at the age of freaking five years old mm -hmm. by the babysitter. They had to move from Orangeville, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I got my girl pregnant. She's living in Orangeville. Mm -hmm. I moved to Orangeville. 
And it's not just me, it's her and her half-breed son. Her son's ha half-black too. Mm -hmm. He doesn't see it because too used to it. She doesn't see it because... She's white. She grew up in it. She, just, she was a part <laughs> she, of it regardless. She, she didn't white. see it. Yeah. She didn't see it. Yeah. I go up and went down to Walmart. I didn't stare at old women clutching their purse. Of course. Okay. Kind of used to this. I go in line to go buy a pack of smoke. Old man behind me asking me what prison I came from. Mm. Okay. This is extemic. Mm. Okay. Because all the younger generation down there didn't have a racist bone in the body. Didn't I clutch the purse and nothing. But you see all those old folks? Mm. They still holding on to that shit. But that's what I was trying to say to you. Is it's not. It's not necessarily a, t a tide of existence. It's something that is a learned culture. What I mean yeah. by this is, you don't grow up like you don't wake up in in in, 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 in you like when you have a child or whatever else. That child, that beautiful girl of yours, she runs up to anybody, white, black, anybody, yeah, right? She don't, she, she don't care. What I'm saying to you is that that learned behavior throughout your time growing up of saying, don't trust this person, don't trust this, this, that's this, the whole point. that's the learned behavior. And that's what I'm saying to you is that racism as a, as a whole doesn't exist. It's the people who are racist who pass on that knowledge. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. that it doesn't exist as a whole, but I'm saying it, it doesn't exist because it's just groups. It's just small, little, tidy, little fucking groups around the world. Like, I'm saying they're not. They're everywhere, but they're little small ass groups. They're not. It's not like a fucking. No, With no. Your child, your child, pretty much looks white. Mm. So. No, he's gonna. No, he's gonna grow. Not gonna work. No, but that's what I'm saying when, to you. When, when, when to get to that school system, he's gonna be like. Even though he's half, there's gonna be those half kids that are darker. There's gonna mm. be those half kids that are like like him. Mm. So there's always gonna be that separation there. So what are you gonna teach him to know that there's no separation? No, no. I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach him how to navigate. Like I told you, it's about navigating every situation. I've learned throughout. Like I learned throughout my personal. I'm not talking about anybody else. I just know about my personal history that the only way I navigated through being around a whole entire school full of racist people and a whole entire people was being a personable person that they couldn't get rid of. Like I was such a dope person in my own personality that other people came to my assistance afterwards because I didn't have to deal, like, like I, my first white friend I made was a kid named Lee Kagan. Why I remember Lee Kagan is because I was playing ball on the side of the school and then they took the ball and kicked it away. And the first thing I, the first time I ever seen a white kid turn around, Lee turned around, he had just came from, one of them like 90s movies, bro, it was hilarious. He came out of nowhere, grabbed the ball, threw it back over to me, walked right past me, and literally sidekicked the first kid in the fucking face. He says, we don't do that here. Hmm. That was the first time I, I had seen a white person come to my aid in that like growing because he had watched me deal with that shit every single day and he's like bro i don't even know you i'm not even really your friend bro but that ends today but then that goes back to the original conversation saying hey you know what like kids all sex needs to have that conversation and say hey know who you are mm. but recognize the danger not only the danger but that I don't want to use the term, that's why it takes so long to say this, but the others. There are other people here, and it's not just about you. When they can have that conversation go beyond that, and like you said, you know, having the parents not bring the <laughs> systemic racism and all that shit stuff, like, it may be the parents, it may not, they may get it from somewhere else, hey. they may just look around and say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this or whatever, like, there's too many influences right now. So, like, again, I hope that when I have kids, and I hope, that I'm quite certain you guys are on that tip as well, because we've all gone through it, to be able to say, hey, listen, there may be that moment when this happens. There may be that moment where this gets limited. But 
don't get drawn by it. Like, it's just like, oh, because I'm black. Da, da, da. No, stop that foolishness. Mm-hmm. It's what you're prepared to do in that situation. But at the same token, you like to hope that that conversation is being echoed in every single household. So, you know, that resonates. So when you guys all come together, it's like, hey, I like you because of this. I like you because of that. Hey, you're funny. You're but that's smart. the one thing you're I've this, noticed, though. right? But that's the one thing I have noticed, though, is that my wife is white. My my wife is white, but her all her friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you just stop there, it'd be kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the one, that's the one thing I've noticed. My wife is white. I just noticed that right now. Yeah. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> stop the coonery. Stop the coonery right now. <laughs> 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 Oh, he leaves you but what I'm saying is through her friends they're the ones that are having that conversation without me I don't know if it's me being in the room or it's me being that they know me mm-hmm. but the fact that they're more willing like I said I've like her sister Jess she has taken a stance like she loves her Indian friends she loves all those people but it's not like the way she was raised she wasn't raised that way bro right. it was the fact that she was exposed to culture she came around some like I'm just taking her for an example mm-hmm. she's been around some motherfuckers her, her entire life and that was the end of that bullshit bro she was just done with that crap like but, she was done with her mama and it, yeah. like you know I don't know if her mom did, like I don't know her mom was cool enough to say like she liked uh, like you know what I mean black people and all the other stuff but I'm saying I don't think it's the town, like I'm saying, like the description that we're talking about, like the town she grew up in, or maybe it was the area, because they went back to, like, I can't remember right now where they did, but it's like, she was telling me stories about like how they were treating, like the Indian guys that worked in the stores and stuff like that, like they, and she was like, "Eh, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Because she had been from Brampton and she'd been around all these people. She's like, fuck is wrong with y'all like we ain't we ain't doing that shit around here no more bro like you know what i mean you need all groups to represent that though right that's what i'm saying i just noticed it's just like exactly i just noticed that that's the type now but she noticed she went up instead instead of saying hey you know what i can remove myself and Mm. say hey you know what we're still like you know predominant so like go to orangeville i go to this i go where we're predominantly there and that's it right Mm. i don't have to do any work but it's those people who are willing to cross the bridge and say, hey, you know what? No, that's not right. I recognize the humanity. Shout I recognize out to Jess, the, by the, way. The, the, the benefits of being able to expose myself to the culture. And then it's also the responsibility of us with our upbringing to be like, you will get an opportunity mm. to present who you are, either you know idealistically or just indirectly. Just be ready for that. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. You know, provide them with the tools and say, hey, you know what? Like, you know, formality. Because we're all proper youths. The reason why we got where we were wasn't simply because, like, it was like cultural appropriation month or something like that. <laughs> when we got an opportunity to say, okay, young black kid, I'm going to give you a chance. What are you going to do? It's not no yes, masa with song and dance. It's hey, we're educated, we're proper, we're able to have a conversation, we're respectful, you know, we appreciate things. And it's one of those things, you don't have to, you know, circumvent to the will of the, the man. You just have to be able to say, when the light shines on me, I'm ready. Well, that's what I said, be a right? Be ready, be ready at any well, I, any I, position. I wouldn't say chameleon. Chameleon is more like vigilant. hiding yourself. No, no, the reason why I say that is because, like, for me, my personality was always this. Like, the way I am, as loud as and scary as has always been this way. But right. I've learned that because I'm around certain communities, I cannot be that person. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I cannot be yeah. that person because that automatically stands... Like, you were saying the clutching of the purse thing yeah. and all this other... Like, that automatically breeds fear. So I'm only doing... I'm not doing it for them. 
Yeah. I'm doing it for myself well, because I'm eliminating, like I've learned to eliminate certain behaviors in my life that eliminates their bias. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach my kid how to be a chameleon in that way to automatically see that coming. Because his dad goes yeah. through it on a daily basis. He's going to watch me. Yeah. He's going to see that every single day. Me just... Okay. I have a question. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was going to say something real quick. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. Finish your point. I like what you're saying on that, but I remember the two things. One thing I believe is the, the notion of saying step lightly, but walk, carry a big stick. Facts. I live by that. Facts. Because it's just like... You always have to be astute mm. and aware of where you're at, but when you're ready, you have to look back, whether or not it's in an aggressive way or in a proper way. So that's what I'm going to show my kids, Facts. being like, hey, you're going to have to hit them hard, so either hit them hard with something good or hit them hard and make them remember you by it. We, like, we in Jamaica have a saying kind of similar to that. It's just don't, don't pick up the small stone. <laughs> no facts, man. No, I know pick that. Pick up the biggest stone. Pick up the biggest stone you can and clock him. Don't yeah. pick up the small stone. <laughs> don't don't violence, but it's just the same. Just, you know, okay. it's the same. Question. Oh, we in the last ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. So, will you teach your kids what nigga means? Yes. Yeah. Not right away. Not yes. right, but yeah, he's gonna he's gonna ha- when he's ready for that conversation. I trust me, it's gonna happen. Like when the music, all the it's gonna show. Like my kid's so smart, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but mm. he's gonna know when he's ready for it. And when he comes to me and asks me, because. Yeah. It's gonna be a direct like I know my she's probably gonna Andrew like you know what I mean and then that's gonna be a moment where I'm gonna be flat out honest with him. I'm gonna teach him the history. We're gonna go through it. I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it to him, spoon feed it to him. But we gonna go through the whole entire process of why daddy's the way he is. What what got me to to where I am? And I'm not teaching him the totality of it all because then he has to experience certain things for himself. So I'm going to give him just enough information where I, which, which I think he needs. I don't think he, he probably needs more than that at some point in time, he'll ask me. But I'm just saying, like, the information that I think he needs to be passed along, I'm going to try and give it to him as immediate mm. as possible. Because yeah. you give it to him too late, then they're experienced. Yeah. I'm trying to give my kid the information right now, so the second he wants to talk, bro, come on. Daddy is an open sponge in a book. I am never going to lie to my kid. He's going to have every single piece of information and how to guide himself through all of this. You think... My, my wife ain't going to do it. We ain't go, like, that's the way we wanted to raise our child. Like, we talked about that. We wanted to make sure that he's not biased enough. For you? Me? Yeah, I'm going to teach you the word nigger means, kefa, every form of racism. Why? Because, one, she's got to know what the hell she's dealing with mm. from the get. Because there's people, especially in Canada, what I should have noticed, because Americans' racism is... In your face. It's it's stomach, it's right there. But Canadian racism is in the shadows, Mm -hmm. behind your back. So I have to teach you these words. Not even just teach you these words, teach you how to respond to these words, how to to conduct yourself in that way. Because I've noticed, I I don't want want her to get into a fight unless she has to. Respects. Okay? That's one. Two, if she thinks, I want people to think that Oh, she's dumb. But she's not dumb. She knows exactly what's going on. She's just playing you as a fool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way. Let her think, let her know that the situation is that white person, that Indian person, that Chinese person, whatever person it is, because racism, especially when you're black. All shades. I hate to say it. Comes especially when shades. you're black, it comes from every direction. Mm-hmm. Okay? Chinese people early. don't like you. You learn that. The early. Indians don't like you. The white people, oh hell, they want to see you hang and fry. So, mm. 
she has to learn that. And I and, I and from her own community as I, well. Yeah, and I think she has to learn that. Her mother has to learn that too, because she's got to know what you're getting in your situ, what kind of situation you're getting in when they're talking about your kid, and you don't even wake up and realize. Hold up, wait. They called her a monkey. Because mm-hmm. I can see my girl not registering certain racist things because she doesn't know. Well, she'll probably it. She never cute. experienced. Yeah, she, right. she never experienced yeah. it. Hmm. It's, not her, it's not her fault. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't. This is not something to blame her. No, no, no. That's just because she hasn't been educated on yeah. it. Doesn't mean you can blame somebody for it. But she's got to know what she's dealing with. Okay, because there's no way I'm letting that happen to my child in any shape or form. Okay, I already told my niece and I had a conversation with her, and so did my mom. Okay, before it was cool to knock them the hell out. It's a brand new world. Mm. Kill them with kindness. Facts. Mm. More education. Yeah. Knowledge is power. For me, yeah, definitely. Because, like, I don't know what the conversation is going to be. Like, I'm still spinning the wheel on who I'm going to mate with, right? So, <laughs> um, so with that being said, there will be a little you in it. Right. So, so yeah, I'm definitely going to have that conversation because of many things, right? Like, there's still things I'm learning even today about yeah. being black and my heritage. Like, I only found out about a year ago that, like, I have tribal heritage, like I'm part of the Nyabingi clan, mm-hmm. right? So it's just Pops. like, right? So, you know, it's one of those things where I'm still discovering who I am as an individual and as a black person, right? So, you know, I don't want my child to miss out on some of the natural heritage and the beauty of our culture because that's going to be things that influence her thought uh, process, how they behave, how they deal with the world, how they view themselves, how they value themselves, all those things. And of course, the element of dealing with the situations when they present themselves because they will. I like. I wish it would go away, but I know it's not <laughs> it ain't right. going nowhere. Don't you feel? I have a because uh, the way I think about it is it's not something I care to teach them. Honestly, any of my kids, it's not something I care to teach them because yeah. I feel in a way if I teach them that it continues everything. Because if I watched, I was actually talking to my wife. She's a teacher, and there was a kid there, and it was an Indian kid in the yard, and he was like. Called him a nigger. Called the kid a nigger, and the kid was just like, "Where, t- where she ran up in there and said, Yo, you hear what he called you?'" And he was like, "I have no clue what that means." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, it means this, 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 and this, and this. You should be mad." And he's like, well, "After she told him, he got mad." Mm-hmm. But before, he didn't know it yeah, brushed yeah, off yeah. him. It, it brushed it off him. It rolled off him like a like like, like, a, like a he like didn't a even dog. care. I've had that same experience. But like, like I told you, I didn't know what racism was until I got here. So I totally understand. I've been there exactly. So to me, I'm like reaction wise. Do I want my kid to get angry? I want to ready to fight? I want to do all this stuff? That's what or I don't want. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, that's what I said. It's a brand new world. Kill him yeah. with kindness. Kill him with kindness because I like. I've been in jobs where I know my manager is being racist and prejudiced. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. not, I I want a name, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I knew he was doing that. Okay. Worked there for a month. This motherfucker got me a job. Mm-hmm. I left immediately. Poof, bro. We both had the same experience. Yeah. The reason why I shared that same experience with him is like on to piggyback with that. The reason why I got him a job was because literally he knew the year before that I was working for a crazy racist person for five years mm-hmm. straight. I had to swallow my pride every day because that was what was putting food on the table. But immediately he put himself into a situation where I was gonna either kill him 
or walk out with you know what I mean walk out with my dignity and not have a body on my record mm. it was just easier to walk out with a, no because bro it, that day the way he approached me bro I was going to catch a body mm. so it was easier I thought in my own head I'm like I hear my mama saying it right now and like, they want you to do it you, you know what I mean yeah and, and he was pushing he was pushing me to that point situation. he was that's exactly what he was doing and I, so I realized that and got the hell out of there like it was just the better like even to pick it back on what he was saying like I learned that just the last year myself I've got German ancestry mm. so it's one of those things that I'm going to be passing along with my son as well because I'm learning about who my grand, my great great grandfather was mm. like I got to find out all of this stuff so he knows who he is as well because I just found out it about myself so it's like there's a bunch of stuff always to learn I mean I think the biggest thing is and like that's an interesting take right to give your child an opportunity to experience what it is and then they can come to their own distinction and their decision and how they feel like that's warranted but i feel that the the unfortunately the subject nine times out of ten leads to anger aggression some kind of you know um devaluement or anything like that doesn't matter whether or not it's in the clearest intentions because mm. you're going to hear it somewhere you're going to hear it in music yeah. you're going to see it in media it's going to be brought up right it's going to be right in your face right. at some like, point when you notice like, it just even, depends on when you notice even it. the conversation like if i had a kid right now and we went to go see black panther and he's going around saying why is there so much pride I don't understand. Mm. Blah blah blah. It's just like, well, now you gotta go it's through because it. of cultural appropriation and the fact that we now have representation in media and blah blah. He's like, I don't get it. Like, I see black people all the time. I watch, you know, blackish and this and that. Blah well, that's blah. That's another thing too. Right? Their experience is so much different that it's already. It almost feels like we're putting our experiences, which they more than likely will not go through, I, or yeah, that's not go through in as much as we. But that's what I'm saying. So as long as we jump it onto them, mm -hmm. all of a sudden they put it on their back, and then they're that's, walking around. Yeah, like, well, that's what I'm saying. But, but you don't that's why I said like, I'm not ready to tell her anytime soon yeah mm. it's when they're ready for that yeah, conversation like, uh, i'm not gonna be like proactively being like hey they're gonna hate you they're gonna do this <laughs> they're gonna do that like blah blah, yeah. blah but like when the conversation comes i'll i'll welcome it because it's just like i want to have this conversation i want to see like i want you to look at me i want you to look at my peers and be like we went through the root of it we came out like this mm. so there is hope there is you know, a, a notion where you can take all that frustration, that anger, that pain, that, you know, systematic generational thing. Because it's just like, I get it from where our parents came from, right? Like, they're passing it on. Sometimes they're like, I don't know why you have to roll with all those people that, man, da 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 like, stick with your own da-da-da. And it's just like, well, as much as it would be nice and easier to do it, we can't work like that. Right. The, world, the world works in different lanes and you have to be able to switch in them, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, ultimately I hope that we can bring them to that level where it's just like, hey, you're aware of the history, but you're able to apply it to a point where it's just like, hey, I know what we're, we're trying to stay away from. You know, this conversation, True. if you see, you know, someone in your squad being a little bit belligerent and be like, hey, bro, that's not cool, right? You can have that conversation and support the notion and say, hey, there was a struggle for all of us mm -hmm. yeah. growing up. We've reached a plateau where we can understand and respect each other. And why would you want to regress? Why Facts. would you want to go back there? It was so ugly, infighting, this and that. Like, the world's so much beautiful now, right? Mm -hmm. And we're getting more from it, right? It goes back to our original conversation about the immigrants, right? Like, yes, it's problematic when you're bringing people together, different views, different ideas, different, you know, ideologies. But at the same token, when you can circumvent all that and everyone's talking the same language, quote unquote, it's beautiful. But like, that's the like, great like, thing look, about today's generation. Look, look at music, look at yeah, yeah. art, look at culture, look at all these things. Like, look at food. Mm. Like, look at the fusion that we get sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. What I've noticed right? is hip hop. What about the other side? As you say hip hop, the other side, where 
black people are calling each other nigger. Do you teach your kid that? I mean, I feel I feel like it was like an attempt to try and you know appropriate that word, make it a little bit less hurtful. You know, kind of give it like an additional meaning. The intentions were good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, we do it unfortunately, so it's kind of one of those things where it's just like we catch ourselves sometimes saying, "Hey, yeah, we used it. We know it means right, but at the same token, there's a youth there, and it's just like we don't want you to." Culturally, we don't, I don't think we want to. I don't yeah, think yeah, yeah. we want that representation anymore. Right. Well, I think crazy. to us as a whole. I see. I see some people go back and forth, nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you can look at your kid and be like, what up, little nigga? Yep. Mm-hmm. You'll never yeah. say that. You'll never say that. You'll never pass it along. So why will? So why would you do it in a conversation? So like, I see your point. Yeah. Okay. When this conversation comes down to her calling another black person nigga, I would have to actually... And I can't tell her no. Because if I do that, I'm a freaking hypocrite. Both sides. It's, it's so... Like, mm. I can use Negro, nigga on the planet like, more than anybody. More than Chris Rock. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, I swear, and I and I, you know what? After do after talking about this, this idea popped in my head. I'm gonna sit her down and say, "You want to use that word? Fine, but before you even use that word, you're watching Django. <laughs> then you're watching Twelve Years of Slavery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need to know the history behind it before yeah, you do the it. Color purple. Yeah, 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 yeah. all the shit that we had to <laughs> go really through. Oh my god, roots. <laughs> she <laughs> gonna have a roots marathon. <laughs> she gonna hate what? Bro, 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 she's gonna be coming out after the end. Bro, after the end of that conversation, she's gonna be talking to the shorts. That side, also, you gotta show the boys in the hood, yeah, society, and all that. Egyptian parodies. You've got to show. You got to show her colonial, uh, colonial history. Uh, um, ex, and, all of and it. And then even modern yeah. stuff like Four Brothers and yep. stuff like all that. All of it. Yeah. Like, you got to show know. her all of it. You, but you, before you have we to do round circle. But before we end. Minutes. But before we end, I've got to do something specifically. Uh, correction error. Um, like from previous shows before, uh, I made a miss error. On, well, my miscalculation. Nobody else here. It was just me. Right. It's just obviously not surprising. I don't know <laughs> too much, but. It's uh like my wife didn't have a C-section. She had a horrible. She just had a horrible surgery afterwards. It was just like this. Let me time. tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> when she came and told me, he's like, yo. <laughs> this guy don't, doesn't even know. Like, he doesn't even know. I didn't have a C-section. I did not have a C-section. I was paying attention. And he said I I had a C-section. I had a C-section. He's he's on there. He's lying. He's lying a lot. I looked away. No, no, I was paying full attention. So please, because it was because it was everybody a bad listening. situation. It was just I mi- I mismurmured. Everybody we should have. We There's a possibility. A, no, no, we should have done a C-section before, but they rushed it. What happened was There's that a they possibility that thirty-five to forty percent of what Andrew says is not true. Yes. There's a possibility. You need to give him breath. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Just well, you're like turning three miles. Yeah. <laughs> because you come from Jamaica. Yeah. Just to bring it back, you come from Jamaica. You didn't grow up on the word nigger. No. Actually, all of us in Canada no. didn't grow up no. on the word nigger. No, we didn't. I think it only happened when BT when dropped. Came. When BT no, dropped no, no, in no. Toronto, that's when everybody in Toronto. No, 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 before that. No, no, no. Way before that. Way before that. You say Biggie? I say Biggie for me. No, you know when you know when it dropped. Like we didn't. Okay, here's the thing. In Jamaica, we didn't use it, but because we already had American media and subculture, Martin, all the other stuff, like everything, mm-hmm. we already knew what the epithets were. So when we came here, the only way to, like, you know what I mean, to, to basically well, I learned any Jamaican I was meeting, not in day would they let you call them. Yeah, they, not we in day would they would you. That's, so that's the whole thing. Nigga, nigga, nigga was yeah. nothing. It was, I feel BT normalized it so much in Toronto. Oh no, no, that, in Toronto that happened as well. No, 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 that happened as well. But what I'm saying to you is because when I came here, it was already normalized. It was already a thing. 
And so like for I, your kid, if it's already novelized, for your kid, what do you... Just well, it's out. an intelligent As film. in you, like... How do, what do you teach him about that? It's what do you teach him about nigga? It's, like, it's an intelligent another, conversation. another black kid comes no, 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 to him, it's an, he's it, half, but it'd be... Yeah, no, no, it's an intelli- no, it's an intelligent conversation. I have to teach him the, I have to teach him the nuances of the word. I have to teach him the subsects of the word. I got to teach him everything. It's not just a one-party conversation. It's not just, don't let nobody call you... No, I have to teach him every single element of that because he's mixed. Right. He's going to have a different discussion than most other people are going to have when it comes to that epithet. Like, it's going to be negative to some people. It's, it's the same thing with him. Yeah, yeah same thing with him. It's, it's, it's going to be negative to some people in an epithet, and then there's going to be um, less connotations from some people. So I have to teach him how to basically mm-hmm. ne- like go through that whole entire, like, like I said, be a chameleon. But the whole conversation that we're having today is like being able to kind of hand on that foresight, right? Yeah. Like, That's it. All we can hope to do, you guys, with your current kids, me with my future kids, is kind of be able to say, hey, Unfortunately, I'm going to pass on some degree of knowledge. Mm. What you do with it, ultimately, is up to you. But I'm hoping that you'll take the righteous path and say, hey, I'm passing this on to you so you can grow and develop. Not take it as, you know, destructive uh, cannon fodder and be like, hey, this is your justification to behave a certain way. This is your, you know, actuality to be a certain type of person, right? Like, you know, we didn't go through that struggle Mm. for you just to regret. Facts. Right? That's last question, just for you two. Both because you both have mixed kids. Yeah. My oldest is a mix. Well, sorta. Her mom is half. <laughs> and then there's me. So she's like has a quarter. Yeah, it's like there's a quarter. Like, you know what I mean? Me. So, what? It's like time. a smidgen of everything. Yeah. What do you teach them? They're black, or do you teach them they're mixed? I'm gonna teach you to be yourself. Facts. I, I never had that conversation in my head. I was just gonna teach him to be him. That wasn't gonna teach him any this. Like it's who you are because he already knows he's half black because I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a walking representation, like his grandparents, everybody else around him is a walking representation of who he is. Because you know there's that, that whole one drop rule. Yeah. If you have the one drop of black blood... But that's... No, 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 we already know. That's, but that's an old, that's an old, yeah, yeah, yeah. old that's shit. No, no, but we know, shit, but, but that still applies. But that still applies. We know that, he... That, no, that, I'm going to tell him he's black just for the simple fact that he is black. He has black in him. He is a black child in the dark east that's outside in the sun is the dark he's going to be. He's going to still say I'm white. No, he can't. You can use both of them because he is white. I have to speak for you. Because... The way this is happening right now, you can't say I'm wrong, okay? Continue. You have to tell, both of us have to tell mm-hmm. our kids, okay? You're half white, mm-hmm. you're half black, mm-hmm. but you are Maya. You are- Yeah, you're, you're in. No, you're that's in. my point. Is I'm not gonna Doesn't, teach him that. It, 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 this is just DNA. DNA makes you who you are, but it doesn't make you who you are. Mm-hmm. It's you're, you're going past that. The, you you got to understand that even though you are half black and half white, you're mixed. Doesn't make you the person that you are. It's what you do in this mm-hmm. life that makes you who you are. Facts. Mm-hmm. Facts. That's real talk. No, that's a that's a, the best lesson possible. It's the kind yeah. of the, I echo that that that's yeah, that yeah. fact that you have to give them uh, that undertone conversation. Say, hey, you have a, a great platform to choose who you want to be. Yeah. Facts, right? And opposed to being uh, subsect into a certain 
cultural, you know, uh, nuance yeah, who you or cultural be, identity yeah. because like you can flip the you can flip the switch whenever, man, yeah. right? So it, it's one of those things. It's just like it, it's kind of like a, a Spider Man thing, you know, great power, great responsibility. You kind of have that ability to walk both lines, so don't abuse it, but at the same time utilize it to get you where you need to be and where you think you could be like the most advantageous to yourself, your family, your community, and your culture, right? Like it's that's just, the best thing you can really do, right? Well, I mean, in closing, the best way I'd like to wrap this up is just in saying this. If you're raising a mixed child, or you're raising a black kid, or you're raising a Chinese kid, raise that kid to be an individual. Don't raise him to be the race. Right. It's as simple as that. Like, because I, myself, as a black person, navigating so many different passages, it doesn't matter if I'm black. What comes up about me being black is when somebody wants to be an idiot. Yeah. The rest of the conversation Fact. never comes up to that. Like, per, people don't hire me because I'm black. People don't want me to do, like, they don't there's want me no to do... No, 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 there's no... <laughs> they're, they're not, like, they're not openly it's looking at it. Diversity. Like, yeah, no, it all depends yeah, on it depends the on percentage some, of... Yeah, but I'm saying, though, I don't get I don't get my jobs. No, because they could have hired any black person is what I'm saying. I don't get my jobs because I'm black. I don't do what I do or I'm not as talented as I am because I'm black. No, mm, none of that. That's not the forefront of it. Yeah, that's You're because black, I, but I, that comes wanted down to be, I wanted to be this person. If I, I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to do all the things. I wanted to own have pockets. I wanted to do all of these things. So that became me. Not because I was a black person that that was the only opportunities presented in front. No, mm. fuck that shit. I've done so much different shit like that, that that black people don't normally do. I hear that shit from my own community all the time. Oh, oh niggas don't do that. You're talking about humans do that shit. So I do that shit. I go anywhere my heart tells me where to go. And that's what I'm passing on to my son. It's both both of those the, the, those sentiments. I want him to understand that there's lanes that he needs to, you know, kind of circumvent because those are negative people. But at the same time, don't bring that negative incantation into your life. Go with the positive incantation and let everybody who is positive with you come to you. Because the rest of it, like, if you have positive people who want to be around you, you're blessed, bro. I'm blessed because I have all these brothers who want to be around me. Y'all want to do this. Y'all want to came. When I came and I said we were going to do this show, not one of you said to me, no. Y'all didn't come to me, oh, we, man, no, no, no. Y'all jumped at the opportunity because you wanted to do something with your brother. And that's what it came down to. That's the kind of people you want to be around. That's it. That, that's all I want to pass on. And in closing, I guess, like, yeah, y'all shout out your uh, social medias one more time. El Dischezza. Exactly like that. Y L W D I S C H E double Z E. Drew P twenty two. Rizinx R I Z I N X. You'll find me on everything. I'm Lord underscore nine oh five on Instagram, Andrew Coley on Facebook and all other medias it don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Boo.